welcome to episode 12 of AngelCast with your hosts Adam Kunis, Alex Lay and Matt Hinton. In March we're going to be talking about Ulster Warlords because as you know we had a little interview with Paul Ray a couple of episodes ago and so it would seem very fitting to make sure that we actually did a full roundup coverage of how our experience was. The Underworld Wars. The Underworld Wars. Yeah. Uh, no, we had a great weekend. Was that uh, the name of the event? Yes, it was. Oh, cool. Ulster Warlords 2019, colon. The Underworld, the Underworld Wars. Wars. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was on the pack. Read yeah. the pack. No. We no, didn't read the pack. We didn't read the pack. <laughs> well, I did read the pack for the purposes of the interview and then forgot the pack. I didn't have a wizard, so what pack? Um, in narrative, I hope that you're sitting comfortably because we're going to tell you the story of how Angelcast covered the recent uh, London Age of Sigmar Masters. Yeah, sort of like what it takes to do social media, right? Yeah, well, we'll tell them then. We, well, we can tell them in the actual thing. Don't don't give all the spoilers away now, right? Yeah, they'll turn off otherwise. We don't need that. That's fair enough. Can you get paid uh, by the minute? No. Will you believe that from the last episode? Yes, that's true. If you managed to make it through all of the last episode, well done. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I hope it was I hope it was reasonable. Uh, so in open this week, uh, it's not going to be three hours of D&D. You'll be glad to know or maybe, yeah, maybe disappointed Boo. depending on Next your, week. your opinions. Um, it's going to be... We're going to have a bit of a chat about um, uh, board games that we like. So uh, Adam's going to chat you through uh, Sheriff of Nottingham, a sort of liar's family game. Alex has been playing a little bit of uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. And I'm going to go through what legacy games are and which ones I've enjoyed. I would also like to add that we have a brand new Twitter handle. (laughs) Do we? Yeah. What is it, Alex? Pray tell. It is at Angelcast AOS. That is at Angelcast AOS. No, seriously, we don't have access to the old Twitter handle anymore, so I just thought I'd better mention that. The new one is better as well. Yes, it's got our logo, and it also thought I was a sex bot, and it was right. Fair. Right, we'll be back after a short break. Welcome to Matched, and yeah, and this week we are going to be talking, I keep saying this week, this episode, sorry, because yeah. I don't want to overcommit, you know, I'm not a commitment kind of guy. Um, we we're talking <laughs> We're talking about Ulster Warlords, specifically the team event that we were at, uh, well, as recording two weeks ago, uh, and you would have heard the interview that I conducted with Paul Ray, who was one of the main TOs uh, for Bastion Games. Um, that interview was two episodes ago now where we covered the um, basically the, the, the main elements of the pack and the way the matchups worked so if how you want how compendium was allowed how compendium yeah. was allowed that becomes vital in a moment um, and if you want to hear more about that then I highly recommend going back and listening to that because in this segment we're going to talk about our matchups and our games more or yeah, less yeah because like so all three of us were actually there yeah and then we had another guy that we like just brought along yeah something loon boss yeah. bit of a ringer yeah. ringer yeah scraggrot scraggrot loon might be scriggly bomb no that's Scar- the that was no one Sm- no one knows yeah. yeah uh so yeah we got another another guy along and we carried him through a small nefarious <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah five and oh uh, um yep. sure so uh, I was five and zero, oh, as in five losses. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the other way around. Alex. Oh, was it? Oh. So what, what were you what aiming we... to win the games in matched? I know it's new for you because you keep telling us, but the aim is to win. Yeah. So the list was terrible. That's my excuse. Sure, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Adam, you took. I took um, 
an illegal list. Yes. Um, a, a, well, the quotes, the air quotes don't work so well on a podcast. I format. didn't even do them. I, no, knew, I, I didn't even do the gesture. I mean, it was. It, I mean, you did effect. take the piss. It is effectively you didn't. illegal. <laughs> you didn't um, at all. I'm joking. It shouldn't be allowed. No, yeah. it shouldn't. But it, but it is. Do you want to talk what it is first? Yeah. Well, it's dragons, but with a green dragon as well. So there's a dragon that lives in the forest instead of a dragon that lives. I don't know where the normal ones live. Caves, I guess. Space. Space. Yeah, maybe. Space, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Star Drake is literally a thing. Um, so I was running uh, Order Draconis, which uses the Grand Alliance Order Allegiance abilities, which under the current FAQ for Firestorm allows you to take additional Allegiance abilities and thereby be from a city. Um, the city that Order Draconis units can hail from is uh, Hallowheart, which is in the realm of Akshi. So with that in mind, I took two Akshi artifacts because it's a narrative list. Um, sure. 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 So I took Ignatz's Scale and the other one wasn't actually from Axie. I took Relic Blade on the general. Yes, uh, you so plus one damage yeah. because four damage on a lance charge is hilarious. Yep. Um, especially coupled with legendary fighter. Um, so far, sounds pretty legal. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, one of those, the general himself, um, um, Eldred Swiftstride, if you must know his name from way back at Raw 2017. Played a bit of played a bit played a bit of Blood Bowl yeah. in his time as well. Was it his um, great grandfather? Great, 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 great grand- grandfather. There was yeah. An A added to the start of it somewhere along the line, but it, it's lost <laughs> to the annals of history of yep. uh, Calador and, and beyond. Um, so he he was within the uh, famous uh, Dragon Lord host battalion for the extra artifact, of course, which went on the other one for Ignatz's scale. Um, and with that, there were um, 30 Dragon Princes, uh, Unit Dragon Blades, I should say, these days. Uh, unit 15, Unit 10, Unit 5. I love yep. the 15 because everyone tries to kill it, and then the Unit 5 goes and steals things. Yep. Um, and allied in, because Hallowheart from, uh, is part of Firestorm, and Firestorm didn't used to have allies because it used to not be bent. Yep. Um, can now ally with any order model. Yep. Um, including things that no longer have their faction keywords, like the old Wanderer's Glade Lord on Forest Dragon, sadly now just Glade Lord on Forest Dragon, um, who basically has a uber doppelganger cloak built in. Um, I used to yep. run him at the beginning of um, AOS, and also run another one with the Sisters of Twilight on top of it. So uh, double everybody striking last dragons, tagging in the corner of stuff while people shoot it. I thought, I bet that works well with dragons smashing people in the middle too. Um, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. turns out it's not actually that great so um, but, i mean it was it was a, it was but twitter gen- was furious to start with yeah i mean my list would have been better <laughs> not taking it yeah it would um, twitter is always furious it's it was just... more whatsapp to be honest um and it was more just the lack of clarity on it because firestorm is yeah, owned fair. by and played by such a tiny percentage of players and the faqs are did you bring your firestorm book I actually left it at home, but I had the um, FAQs on my phone and also had a high-resolution photograph of the uh, relevant page, which is only the Hallow Heart additional (laughs) allegiance abilities uh, with me, and favorited as well, so it's easy to navigate to. Fair enough. So Easier than finding it in a book, you might say. Sounds sounds like you're kind of so very smash facey kind of list pushes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Ex- extra damage. One one tanky dragon and uh, the other one that goes. Oh, we'll do the fighting in a minute, but first everybody else is going to punch you in the face. Yep. Uh, and I'd run exactly that a week earlier at uh, Bad Moon Cafe on a one day and and come close to getting a podium and then threw it away yep. if I tend to. So uh, <laughs> Alex, what did? How did you abuse the rules? 
Um, I abused the rules by sleeping with it and never taking, never calling it again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, no. Nice. Uh, and no, I, 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 did, I didn't abuse the rules at all, and I, I prob- well, yeah, I didn't do very well, as we've already established. Well, what was in your list? Let's, um, let's I took, I took the, I took the Ironbark Wargrove, which I finally finished painting. Yep. And I took, uh, well, Ironbark's the work you have to take household, so that meant there was a tree lord, um, which yep. was, which was, which was, he was great. Uh, um, also include I've heard also include for yeah, every yeah. Server, and also summon one when you've got the opportunity as well because why not from Ilario yeah, then you yeah, can have two yeah, yeah. you can have two you can have, which is a grand total of eight attacks we could take three on mm-hmm. your list <laughs> to start with and Ilario and then summon one for five Bemoths which I think has to be done really yeah yep. exactly um, so there was that uh, crucially Ironbark obviously allows you to have a Duradin component so I did have nine Endrin Riggers Yep. Uh, three with the grapnel launchers, the rest with the buzzy, buzzy chainsaw times. Yep. Um, I will fully admit that I had a really strong theory as to why they're in the list going forward, which was a counter-attack unit, yet I failed to counter-attack with them in every single game, and they tended to go off and try and um, hero you, it. You kind of pushed them uh, a little bit outside it, of their comfort I will, zone. In my defence, it was often because I was like, these would be great for getting secondaries, like kill sure. battle line units, etc. That's yep. what they were trying to do. They don't quite pack enough punch to actually do that, which was okay. a little bit disappointing. Yeah, six buzzsaws. Like. Six buzzsaws if they have to hit and then wound. The other Duradin component was an Anvil of Doom, which I have to admit was great. Mm. The Anvil of Doom was really great, and that was and that was a Compendium War Scroll. Yep. So that's um, how you broke the pack. That's well, how right? I broke the pack. Oh, yeah, the pack yeah. specifically, if you listen to the interview with yeah. Paul Ray, he says I'm allowing Compendium because it's got points. And yeah. Paul, uh-huh. Paul wanted uh, to see some cool Compendium we, um, we lists, and that's what we tried to do. I, I really like the uh, the Anvil of Doom and that. It, really it was fun. your recommendation. It's Let's it's not really pretend cool. I was intelligent enough to notice it in the first place. It was Matt's recommendation. I think it's really cool. I made it look lovely. So just to be clear for listeners, because you won't know what the Anvil of Doom does in Age of Sigmar, even if you ran dwarves in the world that it was. Um, probably it's still got two it. dispels at it, plus two to unbind. Yeah, you yeah. get two unbinds. Sorry, you yeah. get two unbinds per turn at plus two. Um, and as a like, I guess it was the old prayer mechanic. Yeah. So you get basically an old school um, arcane bolt, i.e., d three mortal wounds yeah. on any enemy unit that you choose. On like a three up, or two a plus, two up. Yeah. What's so the range? Twenty four. Oh my god, that's amazing! It's really good so for one hundred and forty points. And is it an ability and not a shooting attack as well? Yep. It's an ability. Yeah, that is it's in the hero, in the hero phase. phase as yeah. well. So right. you can like get stuff out of combat with you and then yeah. move. Yeah, I mean and he was great. Super fast, right? With his yeah. what one inch move? Yeah, I mean he's yeah. just yeah, it he's may so not good. Run no or charge? It can't right? run or charge. Yeah, and it's got a one inch um, move. Yeah, but it could re- no. No, it can't do anything. No. <laughs> it, it's literally like the most it can move in a game is five inch. It can pile in. It can pile so in. Technically, if if it, it had pile ins every turn, it could do three. I mean, if so you charge it, it's dead. But sure. Yeah. Um, it would be great though. It does eight wounds though. Eight wounds on a four up save. It, like, in terrain, it was great. Yeah, I think yeah, it's that's, so. That's super solid. <laughs> it's a very solid model. Um, like, if somebody's just brought along some little wizards without pluses to cast, it can just shut them down yeah. straight yeah, away. Sure. So, best Ironbark Wargrove you can run at, a, at, a compen- at an event allowing compendium is two anvils of doom. Maybe. <laughs> shut down the gash. Yeah, I guess so. Just shutting the gash down. Four dispels at plus two, plus yep. two D3 plus, mortal wounds. Plus two doesn't shut the gash down. I shot the Gash down twice. Wow. In game three. Because Lariel as well. Yeah, oh no, she got a hand of dust and she was gone, man. It was all yes. an anvil. Yeah. <laughs> that will happen. So, um, yeah, that was me. Matt, your list um, was 
pretty it's pretty much my favorite thing in the world um it rock is great. recently said the same thing this weekend in the uh list preview for the london als masters. yeah that's true you can go check that out at the honest war game as he went through all of the london masters lists and so um, you can hear what's that. in the list really we'll hear it again here and we'll actually hear why matt's put stuff in there um, yeah it's true so uh this is a list i've been sort of playing around with for quite a while at clubs and at at club nights and nightclubs like gm yeah exactly <laughs> just, <laughs> just playing playing proper manhammer on the floor of nightclubs yeah um so the idea is basically that there's some there's some really nice units in the beast of chaos book for their points uh yes. and there's one beast of chaos battalion that basically all of the beasts of chaos all of the chaos gods there's a battalion in the beast of chaos book that makes everything in the battalion either zinch or corn or nurgle or uh, so that's rather than being able to take marks on individual units yeah. you get it yes through a you get it through a battalion that's exactly. a really nice mechanic so i really like the nurgle uh, one slaves to darkness <laughs> yeah the <laughs> corn the corn one is also good the zinch one i don't think is great so the nash one is terrible i really like the nurgle one which is basically whenever any model in the battalion dies you roll a dice for every unit within seven inches being nurgle yeah unit Yes. So it's the last one. The sorry, yes. So did I say model? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Every unit within seven. The best thing. You just yeah. take a hundred of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you roll a dice for every model within seven of the last model in your unit that dies. Yeah. And on a two up, that the, the enemy unit takes a mortal wound. And it's within seven because within seven, seven is the magic number of Nurgle. Yeah, and seven is quite a long way in yeah. this. So effectively, I have maxed out the number of units that can do this. So I've just got three battle line units of 10 Ungor, two units of Ungor Raiders, six individual chariots. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is that everything? A one block of Bestigor that also count, and a great Bray Shaman who is required for the his attacks on the list. But he's also very Is good. he the only tax on the list? Uh, so he's the only... I think you need to have three to seven of these things and three to seven of these things, but I've just maxed those out anyway. Yeah. Fine. So in addition to that, because there's so many mortal wounds, I added two Jabba slides in as allies. Yep. Yep. And uh, this basically allows me to actually be Nurgle allegiance instead of Beasts of Chaos allegiance. So instead of getting all the Beasts of Chaos ambushy stuff, I'm taking the Nurgle like wheel and summoning. So how how are you allowed to do that? Because all of the units become Nurgle by them being in that battalion. Okay. The majority of your stuff is Nurgle, and so you can be allegiance Nurgle. Cool. So then the Jabbers are allied to Nurgle. The, jali- the Jabbers, Beasts of Chaos, are allowed to ally in. Yeah. And so you ally in two Jabbers. And then in addition to that, I've also got a Lord of Afflictions, who is the guy, the Blight Lord riding the Plague Drone. Yep. Who has got a general uh, with bloated with corruption and a bile heart that basically, uh, for people who know what Jabbers do, makes him a double Jabber slide for cool. all intents and purposes so every time he takes a wound i roll two dice and on four up you take a mortal wound back this is slimy magma dragon he is yeah that sounds like my phoenix build but for free he's he's very cool uh 220 points is a fair amount uh then with the with the big block of 30 bestigor who are the real like hard hitters in the list i've got a lord of blights just for his command ability to uh make them minus one to hit cool oh yeah that's great Minus two to hit from shooting also really helps. I didn't face too much shooting this weekend, but at the London Masters, it really helped. And the Jabbers have the ability to shut down a unit for the whole turn on a six as well. Yes, right? I don't think that ever one. happens. I was going to say, I haven't seen that go off. No, yeah. it, it doesn't go off. It, it's the it's the mortal wound output for only 140 yeah, yeah. points. The one They're time so it people worried the one time about it works, well. it does win you a game. The one time it closes down Archeon and then you blow him up. Yeah. Um, 
So I mean the list is the list is really good fun to play and I don't think anybody like knew what to do against it really which yeah. is a nice a nice advantage people might suddenly start picking it up but I think I've got a big learning curve to get better and better with it and I'm going to keep playing it for a while now because it's really good fun. You absolutely should it's a great concept. Yeah. Uh, I I've really enjoyed it over the weekend. Um in addition Donal um had obviously uh Stormcast. Yeah, he's got Stormcast. <laughs> he does own a Stormcast, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, so in his Stormcast list, there was uh, 50 evocators, uh, 100 <laughs> sacri- I don't know. There were some pointy hat goblins. Yeah, he took Gloomspite, um, Gloomspite Stormcast, the new chamber. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, right. <laughs> Mushroom he a, chamber. He had a Loomboss on Mangler Squig. He had yes. 10 Boingrot Bounders. He had now six uh, Sneaky Snufflers, because that FAQ was fine while trying to commission paint both of your armies. Yeah, yeah, recently. one more By thing. By the way, another one of that really fiddly model, if you wouldn't mind. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, it did come in the box. But yes. yeah, it did. As you, as you heard him talk about, you need 100 grots, so he brought 100 grot, grots, did. obviously. Um, he had no fanatics, if I'm correct uh, on that. Wrong. He had five loons. Oh, did he have one, yeah. one unit of the blocky uh, yeah. charge ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just had, as he was saying again before, loads of wizards. Yeah. Yep. So it's Skagrot and two extra casters, I yeah, think. Yeah, I believe one was a fungoid and one was a madcap. But yeah. But like his, his magic was just... Out, like, out that was, that was out the window is so good yeah and also he routinely ends up with eight command points yeah yeah so the command points is crazy and he's got mushroom in there and geminids in the list too oh, so such just a... no there was like four endless spells in his list sure skull tide so which is super good doesn't the mushroom do you mean skull tide not an not a predatory not a predatory one, one. yeah so it doesn't move but oh, it's, still, okay. it's still useful oh, it moved well okay. it doesn't you just put it down and then there's some spiders there apparently no oh, really yeah. okay it does a lot more wounds though uh, the mushroom which is amazing the, the um geminids he had the geminids mushroom combo in particular is nasty yeah he donald's been really really playing around with um okay. the mushroom placement and geminids coming in as a support yeah so i think he's just he's just really comfortable with that kind of build and and it showed over the weekend um i mean he does literally troll people with it and he's really good at that so it's fine yep yeah uh, so let's let's just go through our games really quickly. So yeah, who we'll did who did we have up first? So the first uh, round, amazingly, was against uh, Team Shia LaBeouf, which uh, included... I thought they were um, carried by Darren. Team. Oh, is that their team name? Yeah. That is shots fired, um, but there were shots fired the week leading up to it, so I'll let it stand. <laughs> yeah, um, there was uh, enough shots going around that I think they can probably take I'm it. I'm also not going to throw stones <laughs> in that glass house. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're playing against um, very very good team. Um, including Darren, uh, who Darren had kind of a Stormcast murder list. Shooting list, yeah. I mean, mm. it wasn't a necessarily a remotely good list, but Darren's excellent. So it was Sorry, it was an amazing list, which is why I got tabled, so can you go away? Yep. Thank you. I mean, Darren might do the Masters, and you've been to three marathon events, so yeah. I think you're fine. Uh, Donal won the Gloom Spite off. He did. Oh, the guy yeah. that is now on, uh, he's got the wild card for Team Nornarl. Yep. Nornarl. Oh, he has? Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, which is really good. He's a lovely guy. Um, he was, yeah. I played against uh, Stephen, I think his name was. Sorry, Stephen. I'm just checking that that's right. Yeah, Stephen Mitchell uh, with his Sacrament. Um, one-shotted Arcan, turn one. Lost the game. <laughs> yep. Summoning is horrendous. Yep. Um, I, I misplayed the scenario and Stephen didn't make a mistake after letting Arcan be within range of being Dragon, turn one. Sure. Um, what was your scenario? It was one with three things in the middle, uh, three places of power particularly. 
so um yeah that that was good i we did a lot of violence i think i killed more of his army than he did of mine but once the dragons sure. are dead i lose the scenario so yep. uh grim gas reapers are good good for that um did we lose that round or did we draw it? uh i think we lost that round didn't we so i lost you lost oh yeah. you were playing against sylvaneth and yes lost yep I found out that my army works against Sylvaneth <coughs> not if you only play two turns. So yeah, that's fair. And Donal won the Grototh. So yeah. Uh, so we were down on that round, but we then planned to just submarine our way back up again. It was yeah. fine. No yeah. real problems. All aboard. Yeah, and well, I think I guess we were all running new lists as well. Um, yeah. Apart takes from takes a little bit of a learning um, learning curve. Um, it's just made so game two, second round um, was against uh, having travelled all the way to Northern Ireland to Belfast, yep. and uh, uh, you know it was really really great to be over there. Um, we then played some guys from Essex, which was also really was nice because I'd never no, met I mean, any of these boys. They, they were, were lovely, they were lovely, lovely boys. But going into it, I was like, they ended up winning best sports, right? Didn't they? they did. I yeah, well deserved. Totally voted for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah well great. deserved. I actually, seen them have added me on Facebook since. Nice. I don't know if it's. I don't yeah. know why. It's almost like when I was talking to them, they felt an affinity. Yeah, I, I feel like your accent was a bit thicker just then than it is generally, <laughs> yeah, and I also know. during that game than it is generally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was a that was a good round. Um, Did I we get we got three wins, right? Yeah. I faced off against daughters and got tabled by them. Yes. But won. But won the secondaries. Because dragons don't make sense. I played Sylvaneth. Uh, after having figured out exactly what my army does against Sylvaneth, it just deletes them. Well, they, they hate mortal wounds. They right? just cannot deal with the mortal wounds output. No. So I just pushed it really, really hard. And yeah. It was over so quickly. I played against Nagash and I lost, but I played my arse. You off. did actually. To be fair um, to you, you it, played really, was, really well against was, a pretty solid-looking player. It was, it was lovely and one of the loveliest painted armies. I was just yes. going to say that officially was the best-looking game of the weekend. It was, yeah, according to the prizes, which we'll go through later. Yeah, yeah. indeed, yeah. Officially, um, the best table. It was superb. Um, and Donal played against something else. Uh, I want to say Thricefold. Probably. Maybe, Does yeah. it matter? Maybe that no, I think Thricefold was was no, like it was corn, was wasn't it? I think it, it was corn. Yeah, it was yeah. the corn list. Was, yeah. yeah, I can only think of one list currently that Donald's lost to was Gloomspite, and it wasn't there. Yep, fair. Um, yeah, so that was a really good round. They were great fun. Uh, yeah, really we're good. Really keen to head down to Whaling Games uh, for the event Jimbo's running in the summer. Those yes, guys it's GT. will be down there. That's right. Um, yeah, we should be doing that. Assuming I can do the weekend, I'll be there. But if not. They were brilliant. I can imagine it's going to be a really good sociable time. So get on TGA, look at AOS Shorts. Um, the Essex GT looks like something to go to a whaling games this summer. Yeah, definitely. It's um, in July, right? So that, something like that, I think. Sometime. I mean, I'm I'm ninety five percent going. So yeah, uh, if you want to so win a game easily, come and play me. <laughs> yeah, just grudge <laughs> Alex. Yeah, it's, not yeah. it's not a team event, right? No, it's not. No, I'll grudge you then. So that put us a bit back up again for yeah. round three. Um, which is a good place to be going into the third game of the day, to be fair. Yep. Um, so next up, we were against uh, Team Ringers, um, which was a bunch of the Northern Ireland guys uh, who wanted to get games but didn't necessarily have their own team. Uh, some of them were from England. Were I, played, okay. I played a guy from Sheffield. So Oh, sweet. Okay. Can't remember then name, I'm wrong. Um, lovely, lovely guy. Were we they? were in theory on the Honest Wargamer uh, stream and definitely check out Rob's coverage for this weekend because he's streaming four tables at once. All at the same time. Which is incredible. Jeez. Unfortunately, the internet connection within the hotel wasn't sufficient for any kind of conference, let alone the four-way streaming. Yeah, people, that was the one let down. Uh, watching the rugby, I imagine there was a lot of... That uh, was probably it, yeah. I think it did actually die as soon as the rugby came on. Yeah, it was yeah. on at the same exactly the same time. Right? Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we 
that cut out, so you can't see our games apart from the very first kind of setup. But we would yep. have teenager would have been on the stream for that, which would have been nice. Mm. Uh, so I had total commitment um, against Seraphon, um, yep. which was yet more examples of how if you lead England, people don't necessarily know how odd Draconis play and how far they can go. So I pushed it pretty far, but you just don't survive the summoning. And there was a lot in that list. Is yeah, the thing. How um, many skinks turned up in turn three? Is it uh, it's not skinks, it's pteridons, but it's just the... It's um, rippers, isn't it? It's the, it? Yeah, rippers. It's the ability of the list to um, teleport onto objectives when you've had to string out over the whole table. Yeah. Uh, summon stuff, and we were also playing... the round, There was a realm spell that allowed a teleport, um, which was, oh, was a all good, bit wasn't of a nightmare. It? So yeah. you could yeah. summon, the teleport, nine-inch charge, but rippers get plus Bridge one of Shadows was on the table. Yeah. So yeah, Bridge, yeah, yeah, Bridge of Shadows. Yeah, because yeah, um, all the realm spells were were so in it play. Was, it was super which difficult. Is a right nuisance. It was too you much could bloke. Sum, you could summon something in the corner, teleport it to nine inches away from your opponent anywhere on the board, and then with cogs and plus one for rippers, you could just get in on a six. So it was a yeah. bit of a nightmare. Um, yeah. Rippers take a dragon in a turn unless you charge them. Do they still dice by? Assuming the toad is nearby. Yeah, but you can teleport the toad. Can you? Yeah. I didn't know you could. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I thought it just moved. Yeah, the wording is weird. It's like model, so you can teleport. Oh, it's you can teleport. Isn't it? Isn't it to, it's, not is, like, it's actually a model. Yeah, the toad. it's not. It's not. It says put the toad model as opposed to grave marker size and stuff, or, which is yeah. marker or yeah. points on battlefield. Okay, no, that's correct then. So it needs fixing, but it does because you just teleport a toad to like next to the thing. Yeah, fair enough. Because it's not a unit. So it yeah, doesn't or have you to be just don't play away. realm spells. Yeah. So yeah, also that. Um. So that that was great. Michael was a great opponent. Um. I would have expected him to get a face on when I put a Dragon Lord into all three of his engines of the gods turn one, uh, but he didn't, and he played really well and smashed me off. So good, yep. good play to him. Uh, I paired so that Donal had an auto win. Yep. Which, considering it, it, like it was to be fair to his opponent, it was a terrible matchup for him. Donal was always going to take that one because of the amount of minus ones in Donal's list, and he yep. had all the Blight Lords that need sixes, not unmodified sixes. Right. Which right. is just, like, rules not being quite up to date. If it was mod unmodified sixes, it's a fine matchup for him. Yeah. The fact that Donal can make him minus two, minus three means yeah, nothing no ever blows up, yeah. and the Blight Lords are just terrible. Yeah. They're, they're just awful infantry models. And mm -hmm. uh, Sedona so got a win out of that. I played a really hard objective, I think, for my list. Uh, three places of power. Uh, considering one of my three heroes is just a five-wound wizard. Yeah. One is a movement four blight lord. Didn't you play places of arcane power for the diagonal, the diagonal one? Yeah. yeah, whichever one that is. The I one where you need three wizards. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I managed to pull out a win by chariots being amazing. Awesome. Essentially, like a theme. I pushed all the chariots down the middle of the board near the tree, took the run and charge uh, straight into Grimgast, and Grimgast really don't like... Uh, is it Grimgast that get the re-roll to hit against big units? Yeah. Essentially, they don't like chariots. Yeah, they don't so like they just, dragons either. They just did nothing to six chariots. It took him like three turns to grind through, and by that point, I've won the game. Yeah. So... The chariots absolutely also, won me that game. Is a great way of dealing with stuff that's immune to rend, it, right? it didn't even end up killing mm. the little heroes. I thought I'll send all these six chariots in. He'll kill them. I'll kill all the five wound heroes. It'll that'll be game because I've got all the heroes off. Yep. But actually, they did like three or four wounds to each of the heroes on the back line. He had to keep them safe, and right. I and all the Grimgasts ended up dying. Like, so in effect, by him having to keep them safe, that is what won. Yeah, exactly. Because you could like, have stayed there and died, but by moving them away from the objectives, you've 
And he was playing Nighthorn, and it wasn't quite an optimized list in terms of Nighthorn yeah. are nowhere near as good as Legion of Link, uh, Legions of Nagash or whatever those things are. Yeah, so sure. we took we took three uh, two wins out of that, right? Because you got yeah. you got summoned off, um, and Alex got. Um, I was playing against Malakis, um, lots and lots of skeletons, and a zombie dragon again in the same scenario you had, which yep. when you've got, um, I mean, Alariel just whiffed. Yeah, which uh, she does. Which she does do. Uh, so she wasn't able to sit on the objective. I couldn't get the forest down, so I lost. Yeah. Yep. So, so that was a win on the round, just or a loss? It was a win on the round from secondaries, I think, but yeah. but close. But very close. Uh, very close. Uh, no, we lost by five, didn't we? Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I thought we did all right. Um, oh, no, so we, this no, must, this put us somewhere kind of mid-table going into the yeah. second day, right? We had won it because we'd won two out of two out of three on the first day. I did get my secondary my yeah. round, which I yeah. think made a difference. I think, yeah, we might have as well. Yeah, we put us somewhere slightly above mid-table, but all to play for on the final on the final day. Yeah. So going into day uh, game four, yeah. we had uh, I can't remember the name. Minions. minions. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So Shane and Co. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing against Hayden's Legion of Nagash with, of course, Nagash himself on relocation orb and. Uh, and relocation orb happened. Orb, so yep. I effectively rolled a four up and one. Yep. But I did smash Nagash in the face and table him before the end of battle round four. Fair. Um, which nice. I like against death because tabling death is hard work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Turns out if you uh, kill the giant clown with the purple hat, um, <laughs> they don't come back anymore. Yep, no, that's true. Uh, you had Zinch, right? I think I was playing... I Was, play- was I playing Shane? Yeah, yeah I yeah. think you were playing yeah. Shane. Yeah. yeah, so we were playing the old Scorched Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was some um, old scenarios in as well, wasn't there? I played, I actually played again, it was just like game two, I actually played a really good game, and I just unfortunately lost the primary on two D3 rolls for him burning my jets oh, at the end. Oh, the my old God, that game is thing, amazing, yeah. you guys both played so like, tight. It was so yeah. tight, like, none of, I don't actually think any of us made a mistake. Like, so it you, was you really, each really burned tight. an equal amount? We burned an equal amount, okay. and then it came down to two D3 at the end, and he rolled a five and a six, and beat me by, shit. beat me by a point. Whoa. I mean, so, the fact, you know, it, it just ought to be if two you burn points. your opponent's one, you get two. Yep, because then that would have been a draw. Yes, that, that would have been a draw, yes. and then it comes to kill points, and there's stuff you can do with secondaries to make that a also game makes the draw playing. slightly more likely, which yep. is fine. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a draw. I don't know what the rules designers have against the draw. They really do. They, like, there must have been maybe one draw over the whole impossible, weekend. Right? It's basically impossible. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I was playing a hilarious matchup against Corn. Oh my god! Um, so essentially, he gets blood tithe points every time a unit dies, and I've got like nineteen units, and he's yeah. got like millions. And of when your things. units die, they kill his units, which yes. gives him more blood tithe points. Yes, it it was very funny. Um, <laughs> but again, I just I just pushed it really really hard at him, and the three blood letters just die to jabbers and bloodthirsters. Bloodthirsters, sorry. So he had Scarbrand, a Wrath of Corn, and a Bloodwrath, or whatever they're yeah, like three yeah, different yeah. types. One of which Wrath was Scarbrand. Yeah, Wrath of Fury a, of Wings. Yeah, that's a battalion. Might be, yeah, yeah, might be. He had two because he was two drops. It was a lovely list, and I've I've seen him around a couple of Six Nations before, but never got to play him before. So super lovely game. I can't remember. I'm really bad at names. I apologise. Yeah, Yeah, he's normally on the Irish team, uh, the Northern Irish team. John, maybe. Yes, Uh, John. John, John, that sounds right. Um, Yeah, lovely, lovely guy. But I took the win in that just from the sheer amount of carnage that happened on the board, and I have summoning. 
does sound like a like a truly aptly chaos game though. It was really really good. Yeah, it was super yeah, super match, good fun. Really yeah, so fun. much summoning as well. He summoned about a thousand points. I oh summoned like four hundred, five hundred points worth of stuff. Pretty much everything died. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it cool. was so good. That's um, where, that's where it works. So like I've 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 gone on here and like been sad face about summoning before. Summoning versus summoning is hilarious and really works. Well, and the Nurgle stuff isn't have... crazy, and the corn yeah. stuff isn't crazy unless you have so many units that it suddenly becomes a bit crazy. But no, yeah, you can build towards that. I just mean yeah. that stuff that's within the current meta wave of releases that does the things and has the tricks yep. plays coolly against the other stuff. Like it's not it's not not cool. It's just massively difficult. Yeah, to fight if, if you don't, you don't have, have it. Yeah. Um. But in theory, in a team setting, we can avoid that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So uh, Donal got a win. Thricefold, he played Thricefold really, really well. Yes, yeah, and, okay. and took yeah. us a win for that. So we were on, we were on three wins from that. Yeah, at this um, point we're ignoring what Donal's matchup should have been, and Matt was just putting. I, him I into was just, pu- I was just putting him into reds, and it's like there's no point in me putting you into greens like <laughs> I did in game three. So yeah. like you might as well just take the reds and go and win them anyway. Which to be fair with him, he did. I mean, it balanced out with me saying everything was green and losing most of my games. Yeah. So going into game five, we had. Um, uh, yeah, we were looking pretty good. So if well, we got another win in this, win to podium. it basically put us we needed to win to podium, and then we had uh, Peaky Unbinders, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. The, so the Northern Ireland, the yeah. Northern Ireland team. So David Kane and Co. Unfortunately, Colin had to go home. Yeah, um, super sad about that. Really sad. Um, but but good to see him on the Saturday anyway. And I hope I hope. Yeah, we had dinner with him on Saturday. It was lovely. Yeah, yeah, so really nice. yeah um so they they had paul the to yeah. um, who i then played um, who was horrendously hungover who was uh, he was okay was by like by, by like <laughs> round one after he'd pushed his entire army like 40 inches into mine he was hopefully feeling all right so we, we had an interesting thing here where we had two very strong death armies uh, yep legions armies against us on account of colin leaving and taking his uh, yeah which they handed us both in the matchup so essentially the matchup didn't matter yeah it was just it was about player it was either this person plays david kane or this person plays paul and guess who played david kane Uh, alex did yeah Yeah. i mean don't be wrong i had a great game because david's awesome yeah um, but it guy. was very one-sided. He was He's a very good player. He was so excellent. Yeah, yeah. he did. Well, he did well, well done for taking that one for the team. No, and it was fine. So I learned loads, so that's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so this is worth saying. I, I was playing against Peter. It's the first time I played against Peter. Obviously, spoken to him loads in the Silvermeth chat before. Um, really top bloke. Um, and also, thanks for giving me the lift to the airport. Yeah, cheers. Was yeah, I was going yeah. to say uh, uh, that was <laughs> a real lifesaver as well. But I, I, I think I'm right in saying, Alex, that you were playing against essentially three dragons on Escalation. Yes. And I was three dragons playing against Silvermeth enough on escalation so we yeah. actually had kind of the mirror match across the oh team, yeah that's true um, yeah um except it went the northern irish way both ways round. so i mean um i thought that was my hardest possible scenario and had to push hard to beat pete and yeah. failed um he did some amazing stuff with the realm spells including getting like, oh mirror pool was I, in pe- I pinned him in he managed yeah. to cast mirror pool he was able yeah. to bounce out bring the acorn down and yeah. teleport his army onto my objective he's a very tight player and just rinse me with mortal wounds and stuff yeah. i um, i wish that was the one thing looking back in my game was like why didn't i mirror pool and then drop acorn yeah i was i should have done that and i, d- I didn't that's true didn't it, do, it does it's help like, it's high level stuff right yeah. how, many, how many games you've played with Sylvaneth versus actually knowing the realm well enough, actually knowing the, the specific wording of the artifact and what you need to do to win a scenario you never played before. Mm. I mean, Pete's like top level Sylvaneth player. Um, yep. He really knows what he's I doing. I saw that it was going to happen and went, 
Yeah, I hope you failed to cast that then. I've got one dispel at minus one. Thanks, Hello Heart. Yep. <laughs> so uh, both of you two lost. So it yep. came down to me and Donal. Yep. Donal had uh, David Neagle with Stormcast, uh, which Donal took off. <laughs> um, sure. Pretty. I think it was pretty decisive. Uh, I, I was looking over a bit of the game, but there seemed to be grots everywhere. Yeah, like, I was just looking at the board, crazy, and, right? and I couldn't see a like five inch section of the board where there wasn't grots. So, and yep. this was in like turn one. I had Paul with, as we said, with the like triple, well, two dragons, Nefarta, and a Mortis engine, which all just like bombed about thirty five inches across the board. Turn one, welcome yeah. to my game. Mega charged me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mortal wounds didn't really work on the like actually to get back to him i rolled a load of ones and he rolled a load of six up saves uh, yeah, so i just swings, did right? absolutely yeah. nothing back to him in turn one so i was really i thought i was absolutely out of it but i managed to play only for the scenario with about 20 models left on the board bearing in mind that like most of them were summoned or ungore um <laughs> yeah. i managed to like jump a unit of ungore raiders onto his objective at the back and win a pro so i held all four objectives with barely any models and then won the priority, which sealed it because I then just basically passed oh, in the yeah. turn and scored again. You yeah. had to you had to play an amazing movement game in that, wasn't it? You had to. There was yeah, a there was a crazy sequence. Of yeah, there was a bit where happen. I essentially had to use a command point to run the Lord of Nurgle, uh, the Lord of Blights, yeah. so that he was within six of the Ungol Raiders, so that they could use a command point to run onto the objective, oh, so God. that it guaranteed that both of those things would happen. Uh, that then and then winning the priority sealed it for me. I. It, that priority was pretty decisive if i'm completely fair i think if i'd have lost that one i was out but it yeah. was a very strong turn and a very strong play from paul so thanks a lot for the game i think that definitely goes in the highlight reel really that's, that's so essentially great. we did what i thought we'd do in that game which is take each other out from the podium yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah sadly yeah. i said that to kane yeah. at the start of the game i was like we're gonna draw and neither of us is gonna get on the podium didn't um, he was like yeah probably Pete mentioned that came down to failing to wound a horse yeah yeah, they would have podiumed if so. As ever, as I said at the start, my unit of five knights, the champions, always the last one alive. He had one wound left. He was fighting against ten dryads, two true revenants, a branch wraith, and a branch witch for two rounds of combat. And he was in cover. No, just not in there. cover. Wow. Yeah, just on an object. We were playing on the only realm of battle that was there, rather than oh, that. that's so horrendous. Was like, in terms of playing against Sylvaneth, there were five bits of terrain on the board. So, like, the trees were just going down where he needed them to I'm go. I'm so glad you went and played on that. Yeah, and, like, dragons were sliding Ugh. down hills, a load of them yeah. all over oh, the Roma battles awful. awful. Um, yeah. And, you know, fair play to them. First event, it was out of how many tables? And there was only one that was around with battle. Oh, like, yeah, not the, complaining. The, the Everything else had amazing like, terrain. It was yeah. super great. It's just that happened to be the moment that was that. Yeah, so that one dragon blade champion with one wound remaining and he's the one not stood on his horse sat on his horse as well just stood there with a baby yeah. dragon was like nope you're not having that secondary actually mate or my battalion points or, or any yeah, of the yeah, victory yeah. points so th i think they beat us in that round by they did secondary. yeah by secondaries uh, the secondary donal had given me to achieve which i appreciate he also couldn't achieve was kill a bemoth with a battle line unit pete had one which was the tree lord ancient with yeah, yeah. Armor, the, the standard Warrior, stuff and mystic shield on it right so in i think with my battle line in maybe five games i could kill it so if three it didn't have the regrowth spell yep. so three three off immune so, uh, two off immune to ren one really on my battle line. but immune to ren one shall we do the ones. uh awards then yes so who uh who actually took out for uh 
I don't remember third or second. Who took out first? Well, second was the team we played first. So second. Oh, that's right. Was, was Darren's, Darren's team. Darren's yep. team. Shire the Booth. Yep. Well um, done to them. Best sports, as we said already, was Essex. Was Essex. Thoroughly yep. deserved. Um, best uh, technical army, so coolest army, if oh, you yeah, like, yeah. Uh, was won by your opponent. Anthony Lewis. Anthony Lewis. Nicely uh, done. With his amazing, amazing like Nagash uh, conversion. Nagash we'll put a picture of it on the show notes. Also, I'd like to just point out that he had to wear a wizard's hat for the entire tournament because his hero phase frequently took an hour, so his oh, teammates made him wear a hat. A <laughs> that is yeah. a bit crazy. Um, and our very own Alex Lay yes. took out Best Painted. Yeah. Amazing. Thank Superb you. work. Thank you. It's yeah. a bit ironic, isn't it? I lost some of my games coming with a trophy. But that's the only way that you do win Best Painted. So. Oh, is yeah. it? That's yeah. true. That's, it makes it a lot better. Also, got an amazing drinking horn. Yeah. yeah. And first was... Well, very helpfully, I just got this up on Twitter, but um, it's actually just photographs of people without the team names. It was so... something ballers, wasn't it? Yeah, it could have been. It was... Um, I can have a look at the team names. We didn't end up playing them, so... I mean, fair play to them. They, they must have yeah, played really they well. Must, they must have done. They must have been the only team with five wins. Yep. Uh, that's the only way they could have done it. Yeah. Um, because there so, were plenty on four. Well done yeah. to whoever those are. Sorry, you can look guys. up the results yeah. on... Um, uh, what's Paul's Twitter? You can't. I'm looking at it now. At Bastion Games. At Bastion you Games. You can see pictures of their faces, but... There you go. Have a look at their lovely faces. Or you um, can tweet Paul and ask him. Yep, that's true. And find out about the next Bastion Games event, which is yeah, being absolutely. put up. Yeah, just before absolutely. we finish on that, Northern Ireland was fantastic. Yep. The, the scene over there is m- so good. Yeah, everything I'd be going plays back. Super tightly. Everything was almost everything was completely massively friendly. We certainly didn't have any issues. I think Paul only had to deal with one issue the whole weekend. And in a team environment, that's not always the case. There's a lot. There's a lot more contentious stuff goes on when like a whole team's kind of round is uh is up is up for grabs face over secondaries and things like that yep. um where in singles pe- people might let it slide so i thought it was really well run the venue was good um we'll we'll be back yep we will right should we take a short break and uh we'll go to narrative in a minute yeah, totally Welcome to the narrative section of this episode, um, in which we're going to tell you the story of um, how Angelcast um, dealt with doing the behind-the-scenes work and the social media um, at the recent um, London Age of Sigma Masters at Magic Madhouse. Yeah, run by Donal, like obviously part of part of the Angel. That crew. guy hangs around a lot. He does. Yeah. Um, he even printed himself his own Angelcast T-shirt, which you know, a yeah. little bit awkward. But yeah. there we go. <laughs> That's fair. Orcs. Yeah, he gave us loads of money though, so it's fine. Sorry, yeah. Grats. Great. Yep. Grats. Yeah. So, so what was the London Masters? The London Masters was an eight-player event. Um, It was more not Swiss pairing, uh, which you would normally see at a singles tournament. Uh, Just held on one day, which was uh, Sunday, just gone, which was the tenth of February. Yeah. Um, And the first round draws were predetermined. Um, so and that was before list submission so you could probably guess what other people were going to be running and certainly my opponent did um, I, yep. mean, I think he does not you didn't guess what he was, what he was playing but I forgot he owned it to be honest yeah it's uh, fair it wouldn't have changed what I ran yeah so it was the eight best players from the London area the eight best available players from the London area yeah uh, plus plus Jack who lives like 30 miles away and Steve who lives or in Wickham. Yeah, High Wycombe's quite a long way as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, people who are near London 
yeah. or work the, in London. The former people who are willing to travel to London who competed in the Masters. Yeah, we're suddenly we're suddenly like it's quite a long title now. People who can sort of get near. We've got London some Masters. all right players who were willing to come to London. We've got some very good players. I'm joking. Joking. The players were very solid. Insanely good. Yeah. Um, which was kind of the fun of it, right? So there's. Yeah. Um, you know, really, 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 really strong players. Jack, Ben Savage, Steve Curtis, Matt and Donal performing very well at the moment as well. Um, Matty, who I'd not met before, Matty Castle was yep. there with Daughters of Cain. Really nice to meet somebody else from the scene. Because yep. you kind of go, this is the scene. But also there are events going at the same time as the events you're at in different places. And it's yep. perfectly plausible that you haven't met people who are at a similar level and don't yep. live that far away. Yep. Um, there was a nice showing from Angel, though, as well. Like, yeah. Simon, me, yeah. you, Donal. Four out of eight. Yeah, Simon doesn't always think he's Angel. But he I is. feel like, Simon, you are part of Angel. So take You're that a part of our team now, right. Angel. Um, and also take that South London Legion hat off. That's <laughs> true. Hey, it's good at blocking out the rain. Yep. Um... <laughs> of bullets and shooting uh, so we basically we get we had rob along we did uh, from the um, honest war gamer as we mentioned in the previous segment um he's an absolute star basically yeah um, absolutely star. i mean he'd been to australia and northern ireland and then to us in yeah. literally what two and a half weeks three yeah three weeks. three weeks so um and yeah. they spent basically a week in australia as well nathan and um and rob so yeah pretty hard yeah, and I think so what, was, great. what was amazing there is he came in not necessarily in the capacity of the Honest War Gamer. He came in the capacity of no. Rob. Yeah, Simon he came just he, just to just to lend his hand and basically just put out some better some really good coverage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so the main coverage, which is what was quite exciting, um, Angel War Gamers, we're now playing down at Magic Madhouse very regularly. Yep, I would say and have been really for the last couple of years now. Yeah, it's been uh, very consistent. So yeah. Tim Willoughby, who's one of the um, co-owners and runners of Magic Madhouse London. Yep. Um, recently got into AOS himself. He's going to be coming along to Bobo with his Green Spike gear. Yes, yeah. he is. has done about 10 years of international travel and streaming for Magic the Gathering. Yep. Um, you, If you remember, were with us as far back as Angel Core, um, Angel Core 2, uh, yep. Tim was in charge of the stream for that weekend too. So that was his first event streaming. Yep. Um, and You can also check out all of those uh, videos on YouTube yeah, uh, under the Magic Mouth House London yeah, YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. Also go back and check out Rob's AOS Mondays from the 10th, as it would be. Cause uh, he, yeah. Because he did also discuss the event. Yeah, and also Tim specifically. Cool. On the 11th. Yeah, yeah nice. On the 11th, sorry. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so we had Rob down commentating with Tim um, as part of Angel, as part of Magic Madhouse. Yep. Um, and the other side of that, so we had eight players, remember. And so we've got two presenters so far. We also had our very own Alex Lay. Yeah, I'm still tired. <laughs> I bet you are. It's just absolutely. He didn't even play any games. No, no, no. it's just tired. I know. Were easier. It's I, like I, I wasn't really asked to play at a Masters event. I, uh, I had a like... really nice nap during my turns against Ben Savert because <laughs> yep. you know I didn't Rolling let him use a, a dice app, so I had to wait and, <laughs> and say, then you know, say when just... he said 140 saves. Yeah, and I rolled each save one by one, <laughs> <laughs> and it still took less time than his dice rolling. Yeah. Uh, for those, it's a cunning ruck, and you can see all of the Twitter nonsense about whether dice apps are okay or not. But like, be adults and just decide at the table. Yeah, it's fine. If you <laughs> don't, like, I, I it's think the it's, easiest thing. It, it's fair to not like it, and it's also fair to ask. So, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so it's fine. Um, so there's eight players. We've got two, three, three, so three, far. three people covering so, so far. So Alex was on fire all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, so actually, it's probably about every once every like eight minutes or something. Yeah. yeah so I think I put out a hundred about 110 tweets. Oh my word. Um, in a day. Um, three games. Yeah. Uh, and it 30 was, tweets a game. So actually, only nine games were covered. So yeah. How but many it, tweets is that per game? I too many. There was Lots, at least like I was trying to do at least three or four tweets per table per game for updates. And I was doing live live broadcasts as well, so I was doing some presenting. Well, Matt's just done the maths on that in his head, and you do yeah. about ten for every game. So oh, there that's you twice go. What you put yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was about if it was about hundred odd, yeah, yeah, it's about ten. It's so crazy. It's um, really, really good. But it was, I, I think, from my point of view, a. So we now have um, our more avid listeners were known. If you don't, then go and check us out. We have the at Angelcast AOS Twitter handle, yep, uh, which we finally got round to setting up. <laughs> The day and before the London Masters, confirmed that you weren't a sex bot. Well, uh, and we I was accused that we'd have access to the old Angel Wargamers Twitter and email, but no. Nah, it's better to have the new one. So it those is. of you that are listening to us that want to follow us on Twitter, do follow yeah. that new one. That's where all of the content's gonna be retweeted out, and that's where all of the new stuff is. The old one yeah. is dead. Yeah, and it's nice to have that new. platform now. You know, we got the new the new logo. Um, lots going on in terms of team events. Lots of episodes coming out. Yep. It's good to just have. I'm gonna put a nice picture of our new sound setup as well fantastic yeah so much nicer i pulled a murder face in the photo yeah you did yeah (laughs) so Um, enjoy that one speaking of other things i was accused of i was accused by twitter being a sex bot uh, which was hilarious but uh so but but they did see your picture they did exactly right um that picture winged hammer yeah no i mean just just one of alex that's my those are my pants um and the the other the other presenter that we had uh the unsung hero Mr. Andrew Burton. Andy Burton himself. Yep, so another Angel Boy. Despite um, having a broken shoulder, oh. typed for like what? Like seven, seven hours? hours. Yeah, yeah. He was taking minutes, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Andy, like. was, Andy was positioned just off camera, as the best tech people are, um, just off camera, uh, next to table one. I did air quotes that time. Yep. Um, and he literally had a private WhatsApp with Tim and Rob and gave them the up to date. As it was happening, uh, low down on turn priorities, big rolls, charge rolls, whether yep. or not magic was being unbound. All the important um, stuff that the guys can't quite get from the yeah. table, basically. The stuff that you don't really see from top down. Yeah. So yeah. then Donal was TOing as well as playing, but but with only eight people, there's only four tables going on. And, and the first not... round's pretty, pretty decided. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it wasn't too crazy, but he also did a really solid job of TOing, and thanks very much for yeah. Donal to actually push it to actually happen. And didn't Jarvis... Like he was just like, we're gonna do this thing, and yeah, Magic Madhouse were like, cool, we want the publicity. We're not gonna charge you to do the yeah. thing. Yeah, you'll I buy a couple of drinks. And this is what I was gonna go on to say. Actually, I think we need to treat it for what it was, and that was it was a showcase event. Yeah. yeah, and it was great to have a lot of top quality players in a room playing some top quality games, and it made pushing the content from my side easier because yeah. a there was some content coming out of LVO which apparently wasn't very good, um, and b there was a lot of amazing talent in that room and people wanted to see those games absolutely i mean uh, ben Saber had the previous day won the um bad, bad moon. moon one day with cunning ruck him and simon had showed up to our event with cunning ruck and jack showed up with, with crazy Spike. amount of shooting crazy movement crazy shooting 
Um, 36 mortal wounds from Drake Seer. Yeah, it was yeah. mad. And That's was the really kind of stuff exciting. where you need to know what's happening on the table and right, you would yeah. like so in terms of in terms of those like roles it'd be nice there's only it's only four people it's a lot for an eight man event but i think it would sure. scale pretty pretty easily really like you basically need yeah. one person taking notes on the table that you're streaming yeah you need two people actually on the stream and yeah. then you need maybe a couple of people just walking around giving an overview like you were doing yeah, yeah. i mean if alex was only doing two sweeps per table instead of ten we could have massively increased the size of the event yeah and, he, and uh, yeah it gives people a little bit but you could just cover the top 10 tables just yeah. have somebody like walking around the top 10 tables or maybe they go and find a really nice looking one and take a picture every now yeah. and again it's yeah. what it Rob does scale really, really well, well. The game, uh, Adam walks around and, and gets the lowdown and, and yeah. reports back and, and they do the cutaway interviews which I like but it's possible for you to do it as well like that's what I was pleased about I think it's what Rob was pleased about as well being asked to come on in a mm. personal capacity is we want that content out there people want to watch it if people are going to want to have content online and, and force it to be good yeah the best way of enforcing quality is by having multiple streams doing good things yep. um rob's obviously way ahead of the curve in terms of um setting up the honest wargamer um, and having previously basically set up warhammer tv as well like streaming is in a really really strong place here um, i think it will be yeah and there's a great setup at magic madhouse built yeah. in for their games of magic which translate beautifully to aos tables um yeah particularly as we've got nice terrain as a club for the few tables that we have yeah and, we've um, not got a huge amount but the stuff that we have is really nice yeah and the the kind of the knowledgeability and the affability of people such as yourself and andy to just kind of walk up to people and go he was talking to me because he pointed at me not matt just wanted uh, to say well, pointed matt, at me. Matt, matt wasn't affable at all i was playing <laughs> because he was just chucking more wounds at me left right stuff. Like, oh, you can't put your dragon on yeah. that house unless it stays there and i'm oh. like yeah that's fine that was brilliant that was, <laughs> that was really good uh, that was the story for me um so yeah. how did you actually find the weekend alex um doing, doing that role well yeah well you can tell us about your saturday as well if you want be sat so <laughs> Got up in the morning, had fried breakfast. Uh, so, no, I my Saturday was setting up the Twitter account and being accused of us being a sex robot. Um, Fair enough. I also wrote my D&D fluff, but it's a story for a different time. Fair um, And, uh, no, Sunday was fantastic. It was great to um, get to the venue. And for me, I mean, for me, as a, anyway, I got to see, like, some amazing, really tight, close games of, of Age of Sigma. Yeah, um, yeah. And particularly, I loved watching Steve Curtis and Jack Armstrong's game because it was just great. I mean, that was when the, the uh, Drake's here put out yeah, yeah. 36 mortal wounds. Yeah. And suddenly Twitter just went, oh my God, what is that? I want to know more about it. And to be the person who's not only reporting on that, but also having people going, please show us more. Like there's low, if you go on the, on the feed and have a look. Yeah, it was, loads just, it was really interactive. Wasn't yeah, it, exactly. Was. And using Twitter live as a, as a function yeah. that really worked because yeah. what was clearly happening was people were watching the Twitch stream and then also had another device where they were keeping up with what I was doing and cool. they were interacting with both. So, oh, nice. so it was great cool. so there was one moment yeah. where i went i said to twitter live i don't know what's going on in table one um if you want to go and see it you need to get onto twitch blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and a guy immediately a media well. guy tweeted in and went like this is happening and i was like <laughs> like, nice. like, like tertiary commentary yeah um so, so you were mostly covering tables two three four right? yeah and i think the format works it's a bit like you know when you watch wimbledon it says press the red button you can watch courts the other courts that aren't yeah, center yeah. court you were like, the red button. I was, I was the red head button. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
That's a good nickname. Uh, no, it's shirt. not. No, that's good. That's no, now yeah. out there. So my, there you go. My nickname's Hardman McNuckles. We all know that. Is that your form? I think it is. I'm upset. Good. Let's say other things. The point. The point I was trying to. I think so. You know, we put it in the narrative section for a reason. That is trying to tell. You know, what we were trying to do was tell a story, and that was look at table one table one's beautiful here's the the here is it here it is in all of its streaming glory but yep. actually guess what we're going to bring you all the other content as well so you can actually feel like you're at the event as a, in a spectating capacity yeah so you can feel like you're actually like following what's going on in every event all at the same time and the important thing of that like for me within that format was because he had two streams going into it so the first pairs were basically table three and four or however it was but let's imagine that table one and two winners played each other losers played each other three mm. and four winners played each other losers played each other um, although as it turned out the final game was certainly the two top players there because that's how it was it was effectively a final that's and a how knockout. eight players works uh, exactly yeah. but in the second round it wasn't necessarily the case that the top table was better than the second table no uh, the top table so one and two were both the all the Egg. four that had won exactly yeah. so in a you know that was Jack versus Steve yeah, in my so case Jack versus Steve it was, was actually all, on table two yeah it was and based whilst, on positions in the ranking that's yeah. what I'm saying so you obviously want to see what's happening on table one both of those players have won their first game but that's also true on table two yep and you want to see that um what i would really appreciated from donald in terms of running it as like a what did you say a showcase event like a not well it wasn't invitational wasn't it but based yeah. on ranking was there was also something to play for if you lost your first game so there was a shield uh, available as a trophy as well yep which i super appreciated i'm sure you did it's I'm now sure in my I'm kitchen so <laughs> i'm sure heather super appreciates that as well yep um i think she does yeah Very yeah it still says first place on it so first you can just shield. say you can just no i mean yeah. might just be the shield yeah i totally won it you did totally win our game i totally won the event look it says first place right here on the shield yeah <laughs> uh, i mean as far as heather knows yeah that's fair unless she hmm? listens to this i'm sorry you fake uh, bragging to your girlfriend that you won a warhammer event <laughs> <laughs> no do you have really. nothing else to brag about <laughs> not that i haven't already <laughs> that is a good response um yeah, yeah so donald did a superb job um i think the andy was andy was talking about uh also his like level of coverage and it's it's like quite an intense day that you both had to do I mean, I've I've done the Twitter stream as well at Angel Core, and you are tired by the end of it. Yeah, You're just looking like, at a screen all the time as well. Comes absolutely that comes, knackering. Just, I mean, we all do that for work, but they're actually screens that are designed for you to look at while this is a small phone. Yes, it was just been, less like, breaks, less like mental breaks. You've got to be really on it on the whole yeah. time, and you've got to fill space. Which actually, to be fair, Tim is superb at doing. Oh yeah, he can just talk around yeah. any topic yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about them as a pairing, uh, Rob and Tim, mm. is Tim being super, super smart, but new to the game, and Rob knowing everything, and also being super smart, but yeah. Tim's just like, here's a question, and Rob's like, oh, well, here's an encyclopedic answer. Yeah, um, yeah it's like Tim just asks really correct questions yeah. That, yeah. that people watching without all the full like AOS knowledge will also want to know. Yeah. Exactly. He's at that exact level that exactly. I think the audience are at. Yeah, yeah and he, he also put mad things. prep in as well, right? He had like yeah. oh yeah, he puts like, a load of work no, in. Yeah, he puts a load of work in, but also he saw me play with Living City once and remembered all of the stats for the things that I said as I said them. So that's I mean, good. I'll be interested to see him playing at Bobo. That'll be really yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
So Andy said he was if if he had the option of like playing in an event, certainly with his shoulder how it is at the moment, yeah, or doing this again, he'd do this again every single time. I'd love, you, to, do, I'd love do to do. I'd love to. I'd love to do this again. Really? Okay. I'd, I would love to. So like I already tried to little bit of hint to Rob that if he wanted that level of assistance from me at any point, he could. He that I would be happy to do it, but also that's be happy to do cool. it for us as a club. Yeah, yeah. that's really so, cool. So um, I mean, possibly Angel Call. Yeah, Angel Call. We could we could have a similar um, similar setup. So I so think. Yeah, one of the big conversations that came out of the weekend regarding the Angel Club and and commentary and stuff as well was uh, Ming popped down and the idea of how might you, since we're talking narrative, look at doing commentary and streaming for a narrative event. Yeah. Because you're going to have a, a similar visuals. Yeah. But you're going to require a very different approach um, and a, a slightly less um, linear approach, perhaps, to knowing what people's army lists do, knowing what the scenario is, what the realm spells are, how other people are doing. Hmm. It's going to be more about keeping track of stories. potentially very long uh, stories written in advance and how those are developing during the day. But I think it's something that could be really interesting for the narrative scene going forward. I think uh, it has some legs, particularly if a narrative event had some role play element built into it as well some rp yeah, it could have I, I think you could do it with a very similar setup yeah just need slightly different knowledge so you just you'd need somebody going around doing cool pictures for twitter doing like here's an interesting thing that happened on table six or yep. on this bit mm. um the problem is with a narrative there's not like one table that is more important than any of the other ones no that true. suddenly becomes a little bit more of an issue so at an event for example, like Raw, and when I've last visited Raw, the, the second day has historically been characterised by having one big kind of group game, that, uh, or rather four big group games. That strikes me as something that with a four-camera system like the Honest War game yeah, yeah. Could, could well happen, and you might then have a GM reporter at each table who's collating what's going on narratively. Or a drone. Uh, or you might or need a drone, drone yeah. camera for Raw. <laughs> yeah, um, zip wire camera. All yeah. of these, all of these a are GoPro possible. On a cat's yeah. face. <laughs> Just have a cat in the room, yeah, with a GoPro on it that's walking around the tables. <laughs> I'm not yet. I'm Nothing sorry, can go wrong. Yeah. Uh, you could have a GoPro like on every Alarial model, and then you could have Alarial cam. Yeah, that you can watch her like move forward every thirty minutes or so. That's great. great. What? That terrible. <laughs> Why did you That's pick on a Lariel? I don't know. It's probably the only one that you can fit a GoPro on, right? Probably. That is fair. That is true. I'm trying um, to think. You could put a GoPro in the Beetle. Yeah. Yeah. And then have a little like Beetle, beetle cam, eye Beetle eye view that's like got a red LED. A Beetle on the tree documentary. I mean, you could just put the Beetle on a drone and fly it around the room. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All of these, they're all possible. But I think you could do it with very, very similar, <laughs> very, a very similar setup. You'd essentially need somebody like Andy looking at maybe two tables instead of the single table yeah two or three tables you could possibly pick a couple of players who you know have got some sweet narratives and just follow that just yeah. track that yeah you can just like do that over the weekend yeah. I, I think it's a really interesting space i'd really like to see what what the guys can do out of it yeah and in terms of pushing t-sports is the thing which is what rob's rob's really thinking about actually having people wanting to spectate i think invitational events team events and potentially narrative are more interesting it's a yeah. three-pronged attack yeah and i think they're more interesting than seeing who's got the current meta filth like yeah. there's an audience for that of course there is um and people are always going to want to watch singles events but, but there's there's also another audience for the other thing and a big overlap yeah yeah actually that's yeah. that's the main thing i was and thinking in terms of diversifying over the calendar year um particularly if the master's season is going to be 18 months um i think it it could really make for 
interesting stuff uh, coming from different corners of the globe as well um there's yeah. obviously really amazing narrative stuff happens in north america um oh yeah all over the place it's really I cool i think the point is we're in a brand new world of new media and there's some very exciting opportunities with that really yeah yep. just thinking back to the last draw i went to we did have some twitter video stuff of particular epic moments within games already so i mean the technological advances or at least the um it's the accessibility to the technology yeah. isn't it i mean and twitch the, and yeah. the ambition of, is just the crazy. ambition of tabletop gamers in fact that i think that that was when rob had just started his podcast and just left uh, warhammer tv was when uh, that was he raw came 17 to photos at raw 17 because we got beautiful pictures of yeah Arnold, that's right it was which was the narrative kind of instigation of my order of the chronos list because that's when i had my war dancer as a character and the, the the leviathan was the forest dragon so we kind of came full circle there and it wasn't a bank loan <laughs> yep fair enough <laughs> thanks right. it's gonna it's gonna be a very interesting space and if anyone can do it right it's certainly rob i think we're certainly gonna have to up our game for the next angel core again so yeah but it's I'm gonna be interesting as well well i heard an interesting thing from uh john on uh, on rob's aos mondays on his war games yeah. yeah and uh, what he was saying is that at bobo in order to get the the coverage right they're actually just gonna have a uh, a team bravery one uh okay. so that they, they can take it in turns to to play a to game play a but game then also the then list. wander around and 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 help with the coverage yeah so that's maybe maybe that's an Which idea quite cool. yeah. yeah fair enough uh that's i think that's been a good chat we'll have a quick break i think okay yeah and we'll go go into the open Hey, we're back for some open play. Uh, so you've had quite a lot of D and D content for the last uh, like, few episodes, like a lot, <laughs> like like a lot. So we thought we'd give you we'd give you a little bit of a cool down and a bit of a break. And today we're just going to talk a little bit about some uh, board games that we have really enjoyed recently, uh, that we've been playing a lot, or and uh, just that we really like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've done that previously. So if you want to go back and uh, check out previous board games we talked about, um, I think it was episode three. Uh, we had Andy Burton on, um, so go, go and t- take a look at that if you if you're a new listener um, or didn't listen to Open at that that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really, really, really enjoyed a board game that I've seen on your shelf, Matt, for about five years now. Yeah, um, it's probably been a while. Which um, I was trying to get a board game for my parents or for my sister around Christmas time because it means we'll probably get the first play while I'm there, which is quite a nice way to enjoy a new gift, and then they've got something to take back. Uh, both my sisters moved into houses recently so they're like give us board games we want to do something in the evening and i'm like soul wars and they're like no no we're not going to uh, play no, Age not, of not soul. and i'm like no. carry an empire carry an and, empire. and they're like no we want like board games that like don't actual family board games yeah lose your entire social life to well, good it's, games. it's a gateway it is very much um it's okay. yeah. <laughs> uh an infernal gateway and uh, so I, I picked up Sheriff of Nottingham, appropriately enough, uh, since both my sisters live in Nottinghamshire, or did, some of them left now, uh, for my parents, um, which is a lying game, um, yep. which Matt's had for years. I, I feel like one person in our board gaming group doesn't like Sheriff of Nottingham, so we've never played it, but I was always Possibly. itching to play it. I've not played it. We, we've played it a couple of times. I've, I'd think, never played it before, yeah, maybe. Um, but maybe it just came out when I wasn't there. Yep. Um, and I got it because my, so my parents used to play a lot of um, Perudo which is like a Perudian Liars Dice, liars right? dice yeah. game which we love 
and my sister was obscenely good at because she'd be really good at Warhammer and D&D because just dice make sense to her <laughs> um, but she was super super good at that and I was like okay um, dad at Magic Madhouse I asked you about it you're like yeah it's a liar game and I was like cool um, so conceptually you are a market trader and you want to get into Nottingham City with your wares um, but the dastardly sheriff of Nottingham himself um, apparently under King John's writ has decided that you're only allowed to bring certain things in and anything that's contraband there's a big fine yeah there's sort of taxes aren't there exactly yeah, um, yeah I was hesitating to call them taxes because obviously it was uh, an illegitimate regime but there we go that's fine um, yeah <laughs> lots of uh, lives crossing there at the globe at the moment there's a series of readings of, uh, in the Red Not Dead series of plays about Robin Hood over the last 500 years that are being done, done on Sundays uh, and I'm not in them but they'll be really cool so if that if that's your bag and Robin Hood's on your mind as it's clearly on mine go check that out um, don't worry guys we? we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out <laughs> I won't why, why do that? <laughs> that's, that's cultural this isn't just that a is, gaming podcast that is cultural and it's also vaguely relevant in that I was distracted by it um, so I th what I really like about the mechanic of Sheriff of Nottingham is um, that the rounds are the same each time and rather than one person being the bank in traditional games like Monopoly the sheriff, the sheriff counter actually passes around and there's a central bank so um, each turn you're trying to trick a different one of your nearest and dearest into letting you get away with yeah. um, bringing things like rubies in disgu disguised as a sack of potatoes Yes. Um, Essentially, the sheriff can just say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna test out that bag." Yeah. And there's a really nice thing where you actually get like a velvet bag, and you yeah. need to put your goods into the velvet bag and then seal it up, and then you need to pass it to the sheriff. Yeah. And he has to decide one of them that he's gonna actually check or not. And you none. can bribe him. And you can bribe him. And you can and choose the... to not lie, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So if you if you don't lie, if you tell absolutely true, and you're just you're just getting some potatoes in, you know, yeah. for the orphans or whatever. And the sheriff does check your bag then he owes you some money yeah i think what it does really well is a, a multiplayer game that scales versus other multiplayer games that maybe don't scale time-wise as well such as size which i really enjoyed that was like your entire evening it, it's plus, a big plus, game plus. Yeah. that's a week um, Side yeah, potentially. Or when you know, when we played the Game of Thrones board game a few years back, uh, which is amazing, it's an amazing is game. But, but you need a weekend. I I've played a twelve-player version of that. Yeah, we must have had eight. Sorry, did you take a month off work? Yeah, you need a table that's like like bigger than six by four to fit the oh, map on no. it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really good. Um, yeah. But what I liked about Sheriff of Nottingham in that context was it stipulates how many rounds there are based on how many players there are. I think between three and five. Yeah, so it's really quick. It's like an hour to finish. So you it. yeah, exactly, and it's always between forty-five minutes and an hour, but it gets quicker as you get used to the mechanics. So I imagine yeah. if you do it in forty, if you played it a few times. Yep. But basically you have fewer rounds the more people there are because the same number of hands are dealt yep yeah and the, and the, the game really just stays a constant it. length yeah all the time um, it's really nice and the art's great and as you said there are little velvet bags to hide your wares i think in. that's what i really liked about it there's like this little velvet bag that you can hide all your stuff in under the table and then pass it across yeah. it's really nice it's just like, it's very well produced it's a cool mechanic because it essentially just requires lying to your friends and family which everybody likes to do anyway yep um and it's an it's an incredibly good um I was going to say IP, but I suppose mythos to use um, yeah. for a board game. So absolutely, um, I think I think it really sits in this sort of space. In my in my mind, it sits the like next level along from Ticket to Ride and Settlers of Catan, and you know after people have got used to those very simple family games, the Euros, yeah. 
that like that have no theme really they couldn't sure. really they're, they're very just like simple mechanics driven but they're they're really easy for anybody to pick up it's the next thing that you get your family yeah i think well that's that, that's what i've done yeah uh, but i think if that's if that's what you're looking for sheriff of nottingham is a really really good good example of that cool. um that's that's where i'd be pushing it definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really cheap it's like 24 quid or something it's really yeah it's a nice game i can't remember how much i got mine for but it, yeah. it, it was like this is a really good joint it's a su- super good super good game yeah um right alex you had a game you wanted to that you've been yeah playing? i mean i've only played it once but i'm s- i i was super keen to get it and it turns out that andy's already got it or has andy bought has it. a version about it so we'll talk uh, about we're going to talk about that yeah. version specifically but so i played a couple of rounds of betrayal at house on the hill and it was or is it haunted house on the hill no Something. betrayal at house, house on, on the, the hill, hill. Yeah. yeah and I bloody loved it. Oh, it is pretty damn haunted. So who's um, it? Is it? It's not a cool mini or not one, is it? No, I don't no. think so. No. I haven't. I can't I could, remember. Google it. I've got no might, signal. Might be Z-Man Games. I can't remember. But, um, but it's got lovely vin- miniatures, right? Lovely miniatures, yeah. and it's a uh, it's a tile-based game. But the tile but the tile placement is you, you're basic. It's a bit like a dungeon crawl in the sense that you are discovering areas as you move through. Yeah. Um, yes, it, which is a cool which thing. Is, which like. is great, and it but it, the tiles are it's just really compactly designed, so you can still do it on a coffee table quite comfortably. Nice. Um, and I played it around Sam Crowder's, um, and it was him, his one of his housemates, and his other half, Rosie. Mm. And again, this is a house that it's one of those houses they've got a lot of board games in, mainly because Sam pl- loves board games, and I play with him a lot. Um, but this is one that managed to engage the rest of the house as well. So okay. I thought is it was that by the theme or. Partly by the theme, but also because, and a bit like Adam was just saying about how it's fun to lie in these games because yeah. it's it's a it's a game of wit. Mm. The the point of betrayal clues in the title House on House on the Hill is not you all start as a team, yeah, and you are exploring the house which unfolds naturally in front of you as you move through a door. Then you will randomly pick a tile, and that's the room that you just walked room, into. Corridor, whatever, yeah. And then it will trigger an event, an artifact, or I can't remember the other one. It's like an event, an item, I can't remember and that. possibly uh, something else. Yeah. And it will trigger one of those things, and you 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 play that out. So you might find an item, or if it's an event, it might say roll this, or and if you fail a gribbly monster a gribbly monster or you're suddenly or you can't do anything or you're scared and you've run away or whatever Mm. but as these things happen you start to rack up haunt points yes and the haunt counter starts to go up and once i think you have to roll x amount of dice as per the haunt level and it's basically for every dice that's not a four plus you it it hasn't gone off ramps up it ramps up and eventually you will fail that roll Yep. and the haunt kicks off and when the haunt kicks off the person who triggered it suddenly is batting for the other team not necessarily but not necessarily they're the one that look at what the scenario is going to be exactly yeah so and the scenario and there is a huge chart within within the game there's a hundred in the original box yep. there's a hundred different outcomes at that point exactly and then you play out that scenario and it will t- and it basically in secret as well hmm. and then it it will then reveal who within the party is going to betray us. So the scenario might dictate you're not actually the betrayer, it's going to be this person. And then... It's like the player two to your left or something. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they won't even know that, necessarily. Yeah, and it could it could even be um, like all the players bar you. 
yes and yeah, they yeah. don't and they don't know like yeah. it's it's super good and it really it really calls on the kind of tropes that you get in horror movies in general oh so absolutely like possessed cats or like yeah. a load of werewolves or like it's totally buffy the whole thing's totally it's buffy. Very yeah, yeah, it is very and it's um, and it's really great like there's a zombie king and the zombie king is just like a very cartoonish like um yeah you know like voodoo i think the third priest. thing is um events items and omens yeah you're right that's it yeah. omens is the other one and it's omens that push up the haunt counter yeah. events that may do may not but may yeah. also harm you and then items are literally and items just like you, a, you a bit of equipment yeah, yeah you, they're you great shield before um, the mad and uh, and there's also certain rooms that you almost like can't get out of and there's one called the magic elevator which is a tile that you can just move around against adjacent to any other tile and get out of it oh, right okay. yeah i never came across that yeah it's really so cool so that's really, the really, really cool, cool thing about the game. I've I've played it five or six times actually. Yeah. Um, we had a copy of it in our flat in Walthamstow, and it took up the whole of one of our New Year's days. We just like oh, re- reset and played it again with again with non-gaming types traditions. Exactly. But they, actually, a lot of film buffs. Yes. So mm. it's a very 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 cinematic, very filmic um, type of experience. Yeah. Down to the point that I, I don't know if we had an expansion actually as part of it. It's possible we had extra tiles. There are loads of expansions like Wizard's Tower on top of the house extra dungeons and exactly. rooms yeah, exactly. like, and that's for the original game it came out in like 2004 so it's yeah, actually a relatively old game yeah it's been um, around for a while i'm sure a lot of the listeners already played it but it really impressed me just for its sheer replay value and, yeah definitely and that's also thing. and also as you said it totally engaged along of non a load of non-regular gamers but interestingly a lot of them being teachers and or actors right and mm. it was because it was borderline rpg without having to actually then do an so really I'm really doing an RPG. Yes. It's really theme heavy. Yeah. And uh, so it's moved a long way from like the kind of Euro games of Ticket to Ride, etc. But it's it sort of it gets a new crowd of people in. Yeah. The people that, that aren't really interested in, you know, the logic of the mechanics and no. oh I did the technically no. correct best thing here. Yeah. I can play the perfect turn. Exactly. Yeah. They can just sit down and have a fully interactive experience yeah. over a scenario. And when and when stuff starts to ramp up as well, there's always moments where it's like, right, sorry, Matt, we're gonna have to throw you under the bus, like because we need to survive. <laughs> yeah. And Every it's time. great. And um and basically the dice element as well just m- my closing point on this worked as well because all of the dice are d sixes but there's only two symbols of which there are um you know three of each symbol so good bad so good yep. and bad so everything's a four plus yeah which yep. just then makes sense yeah and it and it and people don't have to worry about the it's kind really of stuff. The I sort think, of stats that we do in AOS. I basically. think what's particularly good about it, like stuff like Cutthroat Caverns, like stuff like Forbidden Desert, um, it's essentially co-op until a point, and the point is that it's betrayal. Yeah. As in, it's literally in the name. There is a traitor. Yep. But the idea that you are working together, but you're all suspicious of each other, is exactly what I think you want from yep. getting other people into gaming. And yep. Even if it's just for that evening, there's that sense of, yeah, we're all doing something together, but I'm not super comfortable I mean, about being labelled as a gamer. But I'm going to betray you and kill you with a shovel. Exactly. And then they're in. Everyone I mean, this. I mean, this. I, my favorite one is the very like John Carpenter, the thing type one, where someone's yeah. a betrayer, but they don't actually know, and you have to figure it out. And okay. then once you figured it out, they then mutate into the horrible thing, and then it will outright murder you, or you outright murder it. Yep, it's kind of similar in its style. If you if you've played that one and want something similar to uh, the Battlestar Galactica, yes, game. Very similar to very, that. Very, very similar. Which I love I, that. is my personal like 
if you want a game that captures the theme of a show, it's incredible. It's absolutely perfect. I it's was essentially silent. like, yeah, if you, if you. Sorry, for my benefit, how does that work? Do you know the Battlestar Galactica? I know the Battle series? Battlestar Galactica. So essentially, what? you are Battlestar Galactica. Sorry, I know the universe. I don't know the game. You're all on the on one of the Battle Stars. Yep. Um, presumably the one you're on the series. You're on Galactica. There yeah. is some expansions where you can be on Pegasus or the other one. Yeah. Um, and you're all members of that crew from the later series. Right. But uh, at some point, about a third of the way through the game, one of you is a Cylon. Right, okay. Almost certainly one of you is a Cylon. And then about two, there are options where some of you can be Cylon sympathizers and not actual Cylons. Okay. Um, and then about another, there's another like step that happens in the game where you can then, another person can be a Cylon or a Cylon sympathizer. The based Star, on the number of players. The Battlestar game is basically if you were to take something like Secret Hitler or Werewolf and apply it to House and on the Hill. Give it a super amount of like the theme from the TV yeah, show. Yeah, it's like, so it's, tense. It's incredibly it's so cool. well done. It doesn't have all of the scenarios from the uh, betrayal thing, so the replayability is lower, mm-hmm. but the capture of the theme from the show, and it feels like you're like playing a whole episode of the show every time you play it. I mean, it. I literally so had cool. like, all along the Watchtower playing in my head on weird synthesizers. Yeah. Great. Right? you won't get yeah oh you have you've seen it yes oh great yeah. excellent so i thoroughly thoroughly recommend recommend that one if people or if you want to want to play it. i don't I actually totally want to play it. it it's super super it's been out for I a will while stream now, it really, really with good. our new media platform yep which That's is at angelcast aos <laughs> <laughs> more plugging yeah. uh so i wanted to sort of like like grab one of your points which is uh like andy so on betrayal on the house of the hill yeah. andy has now got a betrayal legacy yes which is a brand new game as we said betrayal's been out for 15 years, years. yeah 15, 15 years, years or so now and they've just jumped onto this bandwagon over the mar- last like is it now three years or so maybe yeah. two because oh, pandemic has done this as exactly well, right? of the legacy board game seasons yeah. one and two yeah out for so that the first there. main legacy board game was i think pandemic legacy one it might have been a game called seafall and i can't okay. really remember uh which one was technically first but pandemic legacy is the big one that everybody knows yeah pandemic's a super super easy team game where you just work against uh fighting four diseases that are trying to take over Colour the planet keeps on that exactly um and it's so it's like a team game very 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 simple so what the legacy very element, very very hard oh, it's super super difficult super and great you, um, i love that game <laughs> so it's, it's another one where it is, yeah. you yeah. just have to take the perfect turn every turn and then you win yeah. right but the legacy version uh is essentially you play a game of it and then the next time you play it the things that you did in the previous game matter Yes. They're like, this city got overrun by this disease, and so it now costs an extra action to move through it. Or this disease has now mutated, and so it's more difficult to cure it. Or this we like did really well at curing this disease in the last game, and so it's going to be easier to cure now because we've done some research into it. Cool. And all of these are based on like little stickers that you get, and there's an actual story that goes through that you unlock these like little boxes all the time and it's very cool so the pandemic legacy one me and heather have been working our way through most of that uh we're now on to like september which is game nine or uh, oh that's right because like it's that. meant to be one game a it's month. one game a month but you can yeah, read yeah. if you fail you try that one again and then you move on okay and essentially it just it, it auto balances itself because if you start doing very badly it starts giving you some bonuses so that it's sort of the game auto balances as well that's amazing 
it's really really cool cool. concept yeah so pandemic legacy 2 came out last year andy's got it and we've worked through a couple of the games but we should we should do it a little bit more because it's really really good fun it essentially reverses the whole game it's like in the last one everyone got wiped out everyone died pretty much and you are the last stragglers of society and you're trying to like distribute food and resources across the remaining people in society yes uh as opposed to trying to get rid of the cubes which represent disease you're now trying to make sure that they're nicely spread out okay um, and it's got a similar story and it's got like this really cool scratch map that you reveal as you play more of the game and that's another nice thing that legacy games can do is they start off really simple to get people into it and yeah. then they build and build and build upon the mechanics yeah. once you're really comfortable with that and the new betrayal legacy game i've heard does the same sort of thing you start off with a very simple scenario it's about 45 minutes to play the whole thing and then based on what happens in that scenario you then build and build more mechanics on top it's not actually a million miles away from something like silver tower or older warhammer quest no no not at all uh, that's um, more of a like you have an actual book and you, you roll yeah through it, but, the, but yeah. the idea is that the scenarios are increasing in difficulty but continue a narrative so yeah. then mechanically they may function differently but in terms of an approach to games writing um that's a bit of a throwback to the 80s really yeah it kind of is yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, I, I think they're really really cool my my main problem with them actually has just been to find enough time to make yeah. sure that i can consistently play this like the, the pandemic one's nice because you're trying to like fit in one a month and that's not completely undoable yeah um but we've sort of struggled to get games of pandemic legacy 2 in because we've got other commitments like D and um team tournaments and team tournaments and aos and painting and, and other things and uh but jobs. i uh, i think our I'd... jobs are pretty important we have those okay yeah um we're sitting at your at work. my work yeah <laughs> um so yeah I, I think just finding that space i'd really like to play betrayal legacy i think it's a really really good one it's got some amazing reviews so yeah, definitely. we'll totally, we'll totally have a look at that with andy and maybe we'll we'll come back and give you give you our thoughts on the first couple of scenarios once we've played them through. But yeah. I, I mean, we could even tell the story of it. That's true, in the narrative section. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, anybody got any further things to add? Not really. I just um, thanks for explaining kind of how legacy stuff works. I've obviously seen the boxes and gone, yeah, I like Pandemic. I'll probably play that at some point. But the it, other nice thing about Pandemic Legacy is you can just ignore all the stickers and play regular Pandemic on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you've actually physically bought Pandemic. You've, you've bought Pandemic campaign. as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you could just say, yeah, don't worry about that sticker. Yeah. And then you, you also, there's nothing so far, we've, we've only gone through nine of the 12 months. Sure. There's nothing so far that has ruined any of the like playability of that game as a single thing. That's really good. It I, is super good. I'll tell you what that's prompted me to do, and that is to go back and read, and I don't know if this is true or not, and maybe somebody listening to this will know, but then I probably would have Googled it, so it'll be irrelevant. <laughs> like to go back and see if some of the um, HP Lovecraft based um, Arkham games had any of this kind of stuff going on. I don't on. think there are. There is anything based on Arkham Horror. I was super. I loved yeah, anyway. Arkham Horror, but it was just. It's a, too big. It was a painstaking. For, and also. It takes like three hours to set up. It takes three hours to set up, and then you play it for six hours, then you go. Oh, we all dead. died. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the conclusion of like, that game. Me and Sam, Sam, I was talking about, I played Betrayal with. Yeah. We set that game up and we played it meticulously and we thought about everything and we didn't cheat because it's really easy in a cooperative game. You're playing against games to just be like, okay, well, I take that back and don't do it. And no one talks about it. We didn't do any of that. No, we, we played, shouldn't. 
and we play to our hearts. If any content. of our listeners do that, you're bad people. Well, <laughs> I just said we didn't do it. Good. And we got to this one point and was like, "Oh, we're dead." Yeah. And we were like, "And now we've 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 wasted." And we'll never get this day back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've achieved nothing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that is uh, how we sum up gaming. So uh, if we've achieved nothing, everyone died. Man, that is bleak. That it's is really so bleak. Realistic. On that really, really happy note, do you want to give us a happy note, Adam? I don't know if I can. I think you're just too. He's crying. I will. I've got a new list for blood tithe, and it's going to be better and fine. Hooray! Yay! Yay! I've got a new list for blood tithe, and it doesn't have a dragon in it. What? You're not. You're going to lose all your games. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> oh. No dragons. Wait, this lose. is supposed to be a positive note. That's true. Um, there yeah, are we six should've... dragons in it because it's flesh eater courts with battle line. Yep, and that they'll make an exception, and that'll be a review that we do soon. Yeah, I'm we might have a chat about some of the some of the like new stuff that's Rip coming up. I think. Yeah, we'll give you. So net, we'll be back in two weeks or so. Um, we'll give you a chat about about hopefully about Blood Tide and all of the new battle tomes that've been out, as well as some Necromunda stuff. Hopefully, from Alex. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you are buying a ticket for the Necromunda GT, thank you so much. I promise, I am working on the pack. And it will be dropping shortly. They'll be chill about it. It's in September. Yeah, yeah it's fair. Uh, cool. Should we, should we sign off? Goodbye. Uh, well, our so standard long. like thank yous. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, we've not done that for a while because we've not been here. To That's be true. Checked. Well, I'd like to thank my company anyway. Yeah, Sam thanks, Sam. Putting thank us you, up Sam in their lovely sound studio. Um, now that we've got our hopefully improved sound recording equipment as well, this is going to be even easier for me to edit. So. Yeah, thanks, Matt. For us to all sort of, all of this out. We've got the new logo. We've got the new Twitter. We've got all of this stuff. So we've thanks to Jay for all of that stuff. Everything. Yeah. We're pretty, we're pretty on the train. So now it's just all about content in 2019. Indeed. Cool. Cool. Have a good one, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh wait. We have sure. a new Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They you're know. the, you're the worst.